Welcome back to another episode of Aquel Encanto with me, Chucky. Um, I have been MIA and it's been really hard to kind of like sit down and figure out what I was going to be speaking about. Um, I did do a recording with my sisters, but unfortunately I use voice memos and I am not um, well versed on how to separate these um clippings and it's about three hours long so I feel like it's too much to post as one episode and I can't figure out how to separate it so I have decided to just hold off on that one and um, after I did that one a whole bunch of things started to happen I didn't get a chance to actually sit down and continue this conversation and then tragedy struck and because of this tragedy I've decided that I'm going to dedicate this podcast um, episode to my cousin who unfortunately passed away unexpectedly October 5th, um, Davi, aka Baby, as we called him. Um, <laughs> so I don't even know what, what to say. I just know that um, I, I feel like I want to put this in the space because... Um, he was an important figure to a lot of us. Um, so a cool, like, I think I spoke about it before about how my family in Puerto Rico is like super uber close for the majority of us. We are um, close differently, but close, right? Um, one of the things that my Puerto Rican family has implemented, my aunts and uncles, is they live in the same neighbor, in the same um, community or, you know, area and they um really focus on ensuring that we grew up together so for a lot of other people when they talk about their cousins it's kind of like you know my cousin it's a distant family member it's somebody that you know I see on the holidays or I see uh when we come visit down well that's not the case with our family our cousins are really like what we call in Spanish primo hermanos or prima hermana they're cousins who in fact really should be or are our brothers or our sisters because um we're around the same age group i think i'm the only one that's like in the middle um, between the oldest and then the youngest which you know baby was a part of but i spent more time with the younger ones than i did with the older ones um although baby was 31 and the rest of my cousins are around the same age I'm 37 going on 38 but my sister my other cousins um so it's Danny Glenda Solita and Joanne are all the same around the same Danny being the oldest he's the oldest out of all of us but the other three they're on the same age group and then I guess nobody else was born around my time um and then boom the rest of them came a little while after me so that's that group um and like I said Joanne's group was obviously a lot older so they were out in college and stuff like that when I was going through it my cousins were still in high school and I was in in, in college and you know self-discovering and so on and so forth I was doing things that they weren't involved in I was um dating I was sexually active my cousins were not you know they were younger so it was a lot of uh, a different phase so I kind of in that sense kind of grew up solo but in another sense I was able to dabble in both groups um so for us it, it's a lot different because this has been the passing of someone that you know 
wasn't like I said a cousin it was more like a brother to to a lot of us um and I I don't know um how I feel sometimes and then you know sometimes I I can pinpoint exactly how I feel um baby to me was just like such a such a laid back like funny when he wasn't trying to be funny but I always thought he was funny and just in like his own character and just in his own person and um when I was traveling you know more periodically to Puerto Rico um the person that wasn't in school and that wasn't a negative thing right because he was in the army but the person who didn't have like a full-time job or wasn't studying was baby so when I would go home I would pick baby up and it was like (laughs) baby baby we're about to hit these streets because I didn't want to do necessary things by myself but a lot of the other crew couldn't do certain things with us because like I said they were in school but baby wasn't so he became like my road dog and I had some really cool experiences with him and I got to you know the first time I went into a yunque was with baby um the first time that I just had the best time of my life and I think that this is something that I guess I didn't realize, but that tipping point of a change for me of like seeing Puerto Rico from a different perspective was because of that trip. Um, I had a great time and I got to spend some quality time with him. And then what I started to do is every time I would go, I would obviously pick up baby and um, I'd be like, you know, I'm coming down. So we have to chill. Um, and you know, we had our little jokes and stuff like that, but um, COVID um, put a strain on the ability for me to travel. Um, although I traveled to different places, one of the things that they were asking in the island was not to travel to the island because obviously Puerto Rico is small and, you know, COVID hit them a lot different than it did in the States. Um, so I was respectful of that. You know, I wanted to protect not only my family, but I wanted to protect other people. Um, I regret it. I regret it now because um, I didn't get to see baby during these past two and a half years. Um, the last time I saw baby was in 2019. And at that point, I guess he had already gotten um, involved in um, a heavier addiction and he wouldn't go out with me i had tony with me we went to the door we were trying to break down a door until he finally opened the door um and i begged him i was like come on like you know come with me let's go and he didn't want to and tony was just like chris you just gotta leave him alone and that was the last time that i saw my cousin um alive it was the last time that I physically was able to speak to him. Um, he did. He would text me um, here and there, but he was asking me for money. And because I, because I was aware of the situation, I um, was not willing to send him money. And I guess now I understand, like, how people feel, right? Because, you know, I, I didn't find out about everything that baby had endured um until after his death and so after I went home last week to Puerto Rico and like kind of got a real clear understanding of what he had um experienced um these last two years and ultimately um 
there was a moment where it kind of like was brought to the light that baby was really fucked up and that moment um came and you know there was a a group in Puerto Rico that were looking for him and it got hit sent on the fam on the you know cousin group chat and it was like hey you know whoever's available can y'all please help us find baby we can't find him and everybody went out on a hunt for baby and um I remember telling Tony like hey I'm gonna go to Puerto Rico like I have to be a part of this my cousin's missing like we can't find him I have no idea what's going on I like spaz in the group chat like what the fuck is going on how come you know what the hell is going on and after they found him or everything kind of like settled down um my biggest regret in life is that I didn't make the move to go regardless of him being found um because of money I was looking at the prices I was looking at you know how much it was gonna cost and I put I put the money in front of the person and that is a decision that well I'm gonna have to live with for the rest of my life and although I want to believe that no matter what I would have done or would have not done things wouldn't have changed the outcome that was written in his book the reality is is that I do feel that I failed baby by not being there even if he didn't want me there and I also feel that um, I let him down um, I have always looked at um, addicts and always felt bad for them so um tony has really taught me how to um necessarily be a little bit more understanding with addicts but even when i was younger i didn't see addicts as um bad people you know i was scared of them yes um but once i got of age and i understood certain things you know i approached it a lot different and if i have you know money or if i have food i I'm not the type to be like, I'm not giving a tecato shit. You know, I'm not giving a drug junkie shit. Um, because I understand that they're people and, you know, they're someone's child, you know. And it's not their choice. It's something that's happening and they're unfortunately unable to control that. Um, but for me, I think my biggest regret is that I didn't... Um, show faith uh show face when um he needed me to in a way so i try not to victimize myself right because this isn't about me but necessarily about him and because he's no longer here for me to do certain things different or for me to show him um that i was there i have no choice but to kind of feel like i'm victimizing myself at this point because I'm really angry at me. I'm angry because I didn't show up and show out. I'm angry at myself because I wasn't aware of how bad it had gotten for him. I'm angry at myself that I didn't, you know, put family first. I'm angry at myself that I, <laughs> that I failed him. But then that's the way I feel, right? And those are the things that I have to deal with and those are the things that you know I go through um 
it was really a fucked up experience going to Puerto Rico and, you know, seeing and hearing the stories of the things that, you know, my cousins had to deal with and the traumatic experience that they face um, with his addiction. Um, but this was only a period of time for baby and um, baby didn't die from an overdose, which is what a lot of us, you know, a lot of them were extremely scared about, right? That they were going to have baby laying down as a John Doe and nobody knew that something or that baby was no longer here. Baby had been sober for about seven months. Baby had been looking for the help he needed in order to, you know, get his life back on track. And after multiple failed attempts at um, survival, baby had finally found a spot that was working for him. Um, baby got an infection and, um, that infection was, um, the ending of, of him. Um, so in another, in another way, I'm so happy that, you know, he got to experience sobriety, support, um, in another, in another Light, I'm happy that he got to experience being drug-free and cleansing his system of the things that had been holding him back and the monkey on his back. Um, but it also hurts either way, right? Because, damn, my guy got it together and then to be taken out by a fucking infection um, was, was just as devastating for me, you know? Um, he was a warrior. He was a fighter. And, um, I just, I don't understand how things work sometimes. Um, but I will say that this experience of, of his passing has led to something that, um, was different for me as far as how we approached, um, this and the way I, I'm trying to figure out how I'm saying, you know, normally like when my grandmother passed away, we did the nine days of luto. We had to go to church. We wore black for the year. We were supposed to music. That's not how I celebrate people's life. I don't want to believe that, you know, you go through hell on earth to then go and just, that's it. That's, there's nothing else of you. Right. I don't want to celebrate your death. I don't want to celebrate your, your struggles. I want to celebrate your life because you were more than your ending. You were so, baby was so much more than his ending. Baby was so much more than that time period. And I just did not want to sit there and mope about his freedom. I didn't, I wanted to celebrate his freedom. I wanted to celebrate him. And fortunately for me, my family was on the same page as me. My Titi Sole, which is his mom, was like, I'm down to do whatever you want to do. Um, Tio Richo, which is his dad, was like, I'm going wherever my wife goes. My cousin Solita was like, I want, please just take me out of this. Um, so I know a lot of people, you know, saw our pictures and, you know, I always share what we're doing and stuff like that. And I just find it, I just find it funny how people always just forget that, um, behind the camera you don't see certain things because I'm not going to sit there and post when we're crying I'm not going to sit there and post when we're talking about baby I'm not going to sit there and record us breaking down um 
so that I can show you that it was a sad time in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Um, we went everywhere that we possibly could and we did the things that baby liked to do. Um, we went to the beach, we had medallas, we, you know, drove around and did nothing. You know what I'm saying? But we did something and in every corner that we spent doing something as a family, I think was a corner that we felt his presence and it was a corner where we felt um, that although he wasn't here physically, he was there with us and spiritually for me. Um, I think that just people would sometimes forget that it might look like we're having a good time, but that's only what I'm sharing. Um, and it's just, it, it just, it's just funny to me because you guys are just, people are fucking ridiculous, but we're going to keep that for another subject. <laughs> um, so I celebrated baby's life. Um, and I chose to celebrate baby's life and everybody else chose to celebrate baby's life. We did have a celebration of life and we did a fogata and we, you know, like a campfire and we all, um, who wanted to share certain things spoke. And one of the things that I share was that, um, to my family, it's important that we understand that within our family, because we're such a close family that there are people that have gone through things that you might not know of. There are people that have experienced things that you might not know of. But the only way you're going to be able to determine if there is someone or if something that you're going through, someone else went through is by talking about it. It's by saying, hey, you know, so-and-so, have you ever experienced this? And so-and-so might tell you like, hey, I've never experienced it, but I know Chris has dealt with that. Or I know that Joanne has dealt with that. Or I know that Sole has dealt with that. Or I know that this person. But unless we talk about these things, then we will never know what, you know, we can help each other go through. So... Um, I wanted to have a space to just, you know, tell the world how important Davi was to me, to tell the world how important Davi's life, um, uh, was to me and how important his death was to me as well. Um, Davi was writing a book, baby was writing a book and about his addiction, um, one of the hardest things that I did and I kind of was like angry after I did it was I picked up that book and I started to read that book and um, my reading in Spanish is not that great it takes me a little while I have to reread some things to really understand what they're saying but I could function and um baby mentioned me and a couple of my cousins in his book and to see that baby knew that we loved him and to see that he understood that he was loved was bigger than anything else. Um, my cousin never felt that he wasn't loved. He just felt that people didn't understand. My cousin didn't feel that um, we weren't there for him. He just knew that he couldn't be there for us. And I think that that was like one of the biggest things for me was like seeing his handwriting, seeing him express himself and one of the things that was more painful is seeing how he saw himself um, through his addiction I don't think he gave himself credit for the great person he was because he was so caught up with the great per with the person that um, 
he had become due to the addiction. But he never got to understand that, like I said before, that was just a time in his life. And that wasn't necessarily what we were going to hold you to or the world was going to hold you to. Um, baby was important. Baby was loved and baby will always be remembered and loved. Um, I'm just, you know, I just want people to know that um, addiction is real, man. And, you know, um, some of the things that these young guys or young ladies go through with addiction um, is incredible. And their fight, whether that fight is however you see it, the way I see it is their fight to continue to strive is super, super important. And it's something that I admire. Um, and I don't want to ever experience this again although i know that life has its own book written i just hope that you know we learn from this experience and that god takes a chill on us because uh <laughs> i don't i don't want to do this anymore um i don't want to experience this anymore um i don't even i didn't want to come home that's how much love I always feel. Um, I didn't want to leave my family because a week wasn't enough to make sure that they were okay. A week wasn't enough to provide the support that I wanted to provide. Um, the support I want to provide is, you know, for life. I love my family. Um, and um, I felt that maybe if I would have been living in Puerto Rico and around my family, there would have been more that I could have done. Um, but that's always going to be something that's going to be left in the back of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to continue to strive to work towards getting to Puerto Rico, you know, permanently because my family is important to me and I have nieces and nephews that I like, I enjoyed being around and getting to see how like they reminded me so much of like us when we were growing up. Um, all of our cousins, you know, in church making noise and our parents like giving us the eyes and like, but we had a crew, we had people that we know cared about us and we had our friends that were our family and seeing that generation now being brought into the same that we were brought up and knowing that my cousins have done a phenomenal job at being better parents and applying the things that they learned from their parents the good and discarding the bad things they learned from their parents was just like I want to be a part of that you know I want to see my nieces I want to be an aunt that they can rely on I want them to know that you know if they can't come to their parents that they have Titi that they can come talk to and Titi's always going to give them the best advice and Titi's always going to be there um because that's all I can do I I can't do anything else I can't um I can't do anything else. Um, so I'm going to close this out because I don't know what I said throughout this thing. I just was ranting. Um, I love you, Davi Morales Gomez. I loved you from when you were uh, a child. Um, I loved you in adulthood. I loved you in your addiction. I loved you in your 
death i loved you in your life i loved you and i hope that if you have any any ability to hear me that you know that i loved you and if you are able to somehow know this that I'm sorry that I was not able to do more and I know that you probably will tell me you did enough but I have to take ownership that I know that I could have done more for you um, I could have played a bigger part for you um, so that's something that I just have to tell you and I love you and um, I hope that you are in peace. So I am ending this podcast with a simple message. Check in on your people. Check in on the people that you love. Check in on each other. Because there are some battles that we are all facing that can tear us down bye